0: mm construct a mass newsletter to all my friends about how excited I am that Top Boy is finally on Netflix. Make sure that you guys are following me on Facebook at shenanigans podcast on Instagram at shenanigans underscore podcast and on Twitter at SWFriendsPod Wine drinkers still need that $20 off of your first tasting box from Le Grand Bear? I got you check the link in the show notes Spotify listeners you know what to do there's a playlist literally just for you. Oh my god that rhymes Anyway, it's updated every single week, and get on it. <laughs> iTunes listeners, make sure that you guys are leaving reviews and ratings. Me, love you long time. Okay, so as you guys already probably know, episode fifty-five with Lex from the Free Space Podcast, totally the audio is just shit. So instead, I am recording this little miniisode just as a placeholder so that I don't have like a ghost episode, no ghost episodes. So here is the reinvented episode 55. Enjoy it. episode with Lex from the Free Space podcast. It was so good. Um we have a good rapport. so it was really good. Um so we will really have to make sure that we take time to record again. So you guys um have seen her on the YouTube and if you guys haven't, please go to the YouTube and check out episode 55's bonus episode. Um, And yeah, you'll see Lex and we'll get together and record again. So, oh, I think I could probably tell you guys. I'm just going to tell you a little bit. So um, speaking of Lex um, and Jackie from episode 56, if you guys haven't heard that or seen those uh, visuals, please go do so. Um, but I'm going to be working on something very special with both Lex and Jackie um, in the next few weeks. And I will let you guys know more about it when it happens. So yeah, um, we're going to be recording a special episode for another podcaster um, per his request. So I'm very excited. I'm very honored to have been chosen. And yeah, that's it. Okay, guys. So again, not really a super long episode. I just want to touch on a few things that were interesting to me. So, here we go. Okay, so my sister, right, she's six years younger than me, um, and she's currently pregnant with twins. So, when I saw this article, I was like, holy shit, right? So, there is a 73-year-old woman in India that has recently given birth to twin girls. Um, That alone, that sentence alone should shake you to your core, um, because most women by then have gone through menopause. Most women, because not a lot of pe- women in my family go through menopause. So anyway, so but a lot of a nice handful of women go through menopause around that time. Um and it's just interesting that here we are with a story about a 73 year old woman that has gave birth to twins. So when I first heard the story I was like holy shit like grandpa super like ski ski skied it right and like she got pregnant but I was like mm, I don't know like I'm not I don't know anything about anybody else's womb but I just I mean, I don't really know that much about mine either. I just feel like I don't know how well it's going to hold up at 72, but I digress. I found out that, um, her and her husband, he's 80 years old. What is it with the fact that like niggas can be like 162 and like their fucking penis still works, but like we like our whole shit just shuts down. Like, uh, what is that? Anyway, so he's 80 years old um, and they've been married since 1962 and they have never, ever, ever been able to conceive a child in all of that time, so literally, like, my whole mom's, my mom's whole life, pretty much, Um, and so last year, they were talking to a, uh, a, what do you call it, a doctor, (laughs) what do you call that, what do you call the people that you go talk to about, like, health and, like, stuff, so anyway, so they went to go talk to a doctor, and somehow, after some tests, um, they approved her for IVF treatment, I, like, I don't know, like, how they, like, choose, like, pricing points for IVF. But, like, I feel like trying to IVF a 72-year-old womb would probably be mad expensive. I don't know. Anyway, they got it. So, because of her age, obviously, she had to have a C-section. And they um, planned on keeping her under observation for 21 days after she'd given birth. Um, she's also, of course, not allowed to, to breastfeed. I just... I mean, cause like, I don't know. So I have a real question though. Like, so when people do like IVFs and shit, like does your body produce milk? Like that's a, gen- that's a real question. Cause I like the baby's technique. Like it's growing inside of you. Like it's just, it was just the way that the baby was conceived. That's different. So I'm concerned. Um, I would like to know. So if anybody knows somebody or you guys have had IVF, I'd love to know if you're able to breastfeed. Cause that's just interesting. It's something that I read here. And I just wasn't sure. I felt like they just probably were telling her she can't breastfeed because she got 72-year-old titties. Like, but I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, um, so yeah, um, the 80-year-old dad is super excited. He's already making plans for his daughters. Um, so now that they have kids and they accomplished and overcame that obstacle, now they have to figure out how to not die before they, their kids get old. So we'll see. But they, pro- I'm sure, like... I'm sure they have, like, a huge family, and I'm sure that they're not alone in this journey. Um, so, yeah, congratulations, I guess. Like, I don't want to have another kid, and I'm 33, so I couldn't imagine, like, like, (laughs) like, volunteering to have two at 72. So, God bless you. It's amazing. Science, man. Anyway, so, um, speaking of stuff that has shook me to my core, okay, um, Snowfall the finale. I need a second. I have to do, I got to I got to talk to y'all. So okay. First of all, if you guys are not watching Snowfall, if for some reason you have no fucking clue what I'm talking about, first of all, like I need you to be a better friend, okay? So <laughs> when I'm excited about something, I need you to be excited about it too. <laughs> anyway, so this is Season three, and it is the last episode. Um, so, guys, this is about to be spoilers. so get over it. It's been over for, like, two or three weeks now. I need you guys to get your lives together. Maybe two weeks. Maybe I'm jumping the gun a little bit, but you know what I mean. Anywho, so, at the end of the ninth episode, which is the episode before the last one, um... We know that Mal, Mallory, his like ex-girlfriend or whatever, the girl next door. Again, if you guys have seen it, I feel like I shouldn't have to give you all these small details. And if you haven't seen it, then I also should not give you these small details because you just need to go watch it. Anyway, so Mel shoots him and he's like super bleeding out on the fucking floor. And that's literally how it ends. So all the whole week waiting for this 10th episode, I was like having anxiety attacks. Like I needed answers. I needed to know what happened to Franklin. I need to know. Okay. So then we come into, um, the 10th episode. And I think it's important to say that for the first two seasons of snowfall, um, what we're doing is we're watching like the evolution of Franklin and who he becomes and how he makes his name in the streets, like such like that. Right. So we're like, that's what the whole see. That's what the whole first two seasons are like, no, like to, to generalize it. Right. um, and then I noticed that in this season, um, we are, it's not so much of like a coming of age story, but more so like all of the things that have happened because of the, the decisions that you've made in the last two seasons. It Season three was just like a season of consequence. Um, I don't really know how else to explain that. Um, it's just like, yeah, I like literally every storyline, like, the, the main fucking point when you really break it down and think about it is fucking consequences. Um, if you know, if, if you've seen the show, you know that the end, at the end of last season, Franklin ended up in prison. Um, so that was like a small, like inkling into understanding what the next season was going to be about, uh, pretty much. I mean, consequences, collateral damage, like just crazy. So anyway, so the last episode is called other lives and it's exactly that. Um, so Franklin is a super smart kid right and that's important to know and um, his mother was able to have him um, go to a school outside of the neighborhood um, so that him, uh, so that he was able to go to a better school district um, and after he graduated, what did he graduate I think he graduated but after he graduated instead of um you know taking the next step and going to college he decided he was gonna fucking sell weed with his uncle and that's kind of how it started um so when you're watching this other lives episode um it is in the idea that after high school he actually went to college okay and so you're like okay cool it's like an alternate timeline and like an imagined uh other life pretty much um you know so he accepts his college uh his college offer um it's a super very caucasian uh super rich um area um and so the episode is like it starts off where it's like you're he's in sitting in a lecture class and it's pretty much like um Whoever directed this is fucking amazing. I never look into that information, but shouts out to you. Um, So when you're... He's sitting in the class, and the discussion is actually about infinitely expanding universes. Um, and so the, uh, as they're letting out one of his white, um, classmates, uh, you know, or is walking with him and she asks, what would you be doing? Um, and that would be, um, assuming that, you know, there was an infinite, uh, expanding universe where there's alternate realities, um, alternate lives. And he responded probably back in Africa, um, uh, my people never chained and brought here in the first place. Um, and it was kind of weird cause like it's a Caucasian girl in a really like Caucasian area, affluent area. And it was like, she didn't really know how to respond to that. Um, he kind of made a little joke out of it. And then that's pretty much like how, that's how the fucking episode went. So we're watching him go through this alternate life. Um, you know, had he not chose to stay and help sell weed. Like, so, um, he, you know, he's in school. Um, and it's, it's like... Oh, it's fucking heartbreaking because... Okay, so he's done everything, right? He's done what he's supposed to do. He graduated school. He went to college. He's studying. Like, he's, like, really, like, staying in his own lane, like, trying to, like, make sure that he's, like, doing what he's supposed to do. And then he ends up getting evicted from his dorm um, because of an issue with, like, some of the school paperwork. He corrects the, the issue, takes it back to financial aid, And they're like, okay, this is all cool, but unless you can pay for it out of pocket, we still have to evict you. Um, And so and I think the statement that the person, the uh, the financial aid officer made was if our financial requirements are such a burden, perhaps this isn't the best place for you. And then that's it. So you watch his alternate life still be plagued by things of the community and things that, you know, just racism, like I don't know how else to say that, but I mean, that's pretty much, it's like racism and then like fucking bureaucracy that is like posed as fucking uh, racism, right? Or racism, excuse me, racism posed as fucking bureaucracy. Um, either way, it's something that I, that I think that we can all um, very much relate to. Um, so anyway, so that happens and he gets he's on the bus back home and it's like you're watching that scene and you can literally feel like the life like like fading like out of him, like because it was just like he did everything he was supposed to do, and then yet here I am on my way back to a place that I didn't want to come back to until I was in a position to help it, right? Okay, so um, you know, he's just like, you know, getting his bearings back in the hood or whatever. Uh, Jerome, his uncle, asks him if he wants to get in the weed business. He tells him, "No, nah, I'm okay. And then, so what was good about this episode is that it found a way to entwine everybody in Franklin's, Franklin's life, still in his life, in another, in another capacity. So we do run into, uh, Teddy again, who is the guy, um, who is the, the fucking, you know, the supplier for Franklin and, um, he's part, he's part of the CIA. Um, and you see Teddy in this, uh, this reimagined life that, um, Franklin has. And he's there, um, like as a CIA officer, like no undercover shit and just saying like, you know, you're smart as fuck, bro. If you want to fuck with the CIA, like I got you, like I'm here and I'll help you. Um, and so that was just interesting. Cause it was just like, you know, parallel to the actual life where he is trying to help him, but it's not, it's Teddy is working more for his own, um, his own, um, games. So, okay. So, um, we don't know if, um, you know, he would have gone with the CIA uh, or whatever. We don't know. Um, but we do know that, you know, at least when he, he's coming back, he's still trying to differentiate the timeline that he's on from the actual timeline In this alternate timeline, he turns down Jerome. Um, and that's the first step. Um, so we don't know, but what's so crazy is again, how everything always aligns that man, I cannot praise this director enough. So anyway, in this alternative alternative life, he ends up at a like a convenience store, something happens, and he's and somebody uh, tries to rob the store, he ends up still ends up with a gun in his face. That's so so fucking crazy. Except this time, Andre, the person that he killed in the real timeline, saves him. So it's just fucking crazy. And that's pretty much like the, that's pretty much the episode. So you get like this other life. um, And then at the very, very, very end, um, you have a wrap up of what's happening in real life. So you know that, you know that Franklin didn't die um, and that he's like in some type of rehabilitation um, at one point. And then when he's at the point where he's ready to get back on the street, um, he meets up with Teddy and again, in the real timeline and he's saying, Hey, everything's fucked. But I have a way to fucking hurried, hurriedly, 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 I know how to, very fast guys, what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so he's like, he pretty much is like telling Teddy, like, yo, this shit is fucks. You know, it's fucks. I know it's fucked. Let's do what we can and make as much money as we can. And let's fucking leave this shit alone. And that's pretty much how it closes out. Um, yo, this episode was just like, so good to me. I don't, and they, they also didn't really, um, dive into the, um, Gustavo's, um, timeline, which honestly, guys, I'm not really upset about it. I don't know what happened to the Gustavo timeline after, uh, what's her name left the main girl from, I can't think of her name to save my life. But anyway, i like, after she bounced out or disappeared or whatever fuck happened to her, like... It's just, like, Gustavo's, like, timeline is just kind of, like, bullshit. Like, I don't really know what they're doing with it. Um, We'll see, though. So, I mean, there's definitely going to be another season. Um, And, oh, you oh, my God, I fucking forgot. So, in the fucking alternate timeline portion, there is a scene where the, the, um, uh, fucking... Damn, why I can't think of nobody's name today. The one with the Afro, Franklin's friend, right? So, they're all, they're outside, and you see this kid with this hat and these glasses and this camera... And I realized, like, at like in retrospect, that was an ode and paying um, homage to fucking uh, John Singleton. Um, if you guys don't know, John Singleton um, was the creator and director—or uh, not—I don't know about the creator, but director of um, Snowfall for the for all of the seasons until he passed away. Um, so it was a, it, and you know, what was so funny is that I'm thinking. They were probably showing John recording, like, raw footage for, um, for, uh, not suggestions, but for, like, uh, like a muse, like muses, kind of, for what we, and what we know to be Boys in the Hood, um, it watching John the the younger John walk away from them in that situation I literally just felt like I was watching Doughboy and Trey. Um so it was very interesting and it was whoever did that whoever thought to do that that shit was amazing. Um but yeah man, Snowfall. So now it's over guys. Season 3 is over. So if for some reason you have no fucking clue what I'm talking about and fucking this sounds like a good storyline and it's a great storyline. Please go watch it. It's on Fox, uh, FX um yeah, man. It's good as fuck. And Franklin is British, guys. But you can't tell. He um, has a... uh He had a language coach, um, Dub C from West Side Connection. So, if that doesn't make you want to watch it, I don't know what will. Okay. So. <laughs> all right. So, man. I heard some disturbing ass shit. And I... I don't know how to fucking take it. Like... So, a mother... I, I'd like to like try to set you guys up with the story so I can like better explain them. But I literally don't fucking know what happened. So um, in Hot Springs, Arkansas, for some reason, a mother took her two children to a beauty supply store to confront um, somebody who worked there. Um, I don't know what kind of um, previous issues that they had. I'm not really sure. I just know that the that from what we know is the mother drove them there to fight. They got there. An altercation broke out. And the two sisters were killed. They were shot and they were killed. Again, I don't know what happened. All I know is that the mother left her children there. Witnesses say that they saw the mother refuse to help them got back in her black car, and left the scene. Um, they are searching for her, but we do not have her name. Um, it's just really fucking crazy, guys. Um, so, yeah, and I was thinking, like, what the fuck? Okay, first of all, my kids are super small. Secondly, I'm not driving them to a fight ever. Like, this is the 90s anymore, niggas. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, anyway, so, like, I'm not doing any of that. But, like, who does that? Like, so, let's say, for whatever reason, like, you felt the need to drive your kids to this fucking place to fight, okay? Okay. And then, after you led them to a dangerous situation, to the point... They're dead. Or they're shot. I mean, we don't know if they're dead yet, but there's... I mean, well, they are now. But we don't know, at the time, like, when the mother left, if they were dead yet. So, you... You're telling me that after you bring them into a dangerous situation, first I I don't you just you leave them? Like and whether or not they're grown or not, you brought them to this situation. The least you could do is is fucking That shit is sad. Um, yeah, man. I don't know, man. That shit is crazy. Um it happened I wanna say at the end of last month or or maybe the end of July, I don't know, oh, July 24th, this is what happened, um, man, I just, I, I don't know, man, um, it's just fucking crazy, like, I can't, I don't even, I didn't even realize that parents were still, like, forcing their kids to fight at this point, point. And, and then, again, we're talking about probably, like, grown-ass people, like, in their, at least in their 20s, like, and this is like this is the things these are the things that we're doing like this is why we have to be concerned about like the people that are that our childrens hang our children hang around with things like that because Pete Cl- everybody doesn't have that fucking everybody doesn't have a good upbringing and that's super clear like I, I just I couldn't imagine just leaving my kids like wherever to fuck like after I especially especially after I'm the person that brought them into this that dangerous situation that's just really crazy. I cannot take it. Um, I, this is probably one that I'll probably keep up on, um, if they find her, when they find her, um, because I would like to have some answers as to what was the purpose of bringing them there. And then also, um, what was, what was like, why, like, what was she thinking? Like when she left, when she decided not, nah, I can't do anything for them. I'm going to bounce. Like, that's crazy. Um, okay. So speaking of women that shouldn't have children, I guess. Um, so this one I'm bringing up, um, not to compare it to the previous um, story that I just told you guys, but to compare it to another story. Um, so do you guys remember a few weeks ago when I, um, was telling you guys about the girl who the pregnant girl that got into a fight with um, another girl and the other girl shot the pregnant girl and then the pregnant girl got charged with her daughter's murder with her with her unborn baby's murder because she went to the to the location okay so um this story doesn't have it's not like completely like the exact same um but Um, an Ohio woman, and I'm going to call her a woman because a lot of times they were trying to call her a girl because she was like 18 in high school, but that's a woman. Um, but she was found guilty of abuse of a corpse in connection with the death of her newborn daughter. Um, she was, um, waiting for sentencing and on Friday she was sentenced to three years of basic supervision, but will serve no more jail time. So she's been in jail, um since, uh, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I was trying to fucking read it. So anyway, um, so it says that she's 20 years old. So it says that she was supposed to spend seven days in the county jail, um, but they credited her with time already served. So just to, to start this off, we're talking about, she was only going to spend seven days in county jail. And then they were like, nah, that's okay. You did enough. So guys, she was found not guilty of, a, of aggravated murder, involuntary manslaughter, and child endangerment in the case. Um, the case has been going, happening for two years. So like I said, she was 18. Um, and it's regarding her newborn daughter, Annabelle, um, that they found buried in her backyard. So apparently she got pregnant by a dude that she was not like involved with um and she had she gave birth to her child in her bedroom and then killed it and buried it now it's a, it's speculation whether or not the baby came was born alive or wasn't born alive um we just know that she um buried the child and then a f- like a few days later was posting and sending text messages about like how flat her stomach was so um I I question whether this person didn't deserve any jail time but we're going to charge absolutely positively charge um, a black woman with uh, fucking I feel, what was it was it child endangerment and then also like fucking like murder like for, for her getting into a fight with a girl that decided to shoot instead like so and 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 then I don't even understand what supervision even means. Basic supervision. I literally don't even know what that means. It's probably like a check-in. It's probably or a phone call or a random like house visit or some shit. But guys, this is crazy. So they just finally released the um, infant's remains to her family and they are going to be giving her a proper burial. Um, The girl said she was sorry. She said that she knows that she can be um, selfish And she did this without thinking of anybody else, um, and whatever. Um, so the, the parents of the guy whose baby it was, um, they are upset, obviously. They were hoping that she would do some time, um, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Well, it's not going to, um, unless she, of course, um, violates any of her, whatever basic supervision laws or whatever the rules are then she could do up to 12 months um it's just like is it just me or is the fucking system super like lopsided it's just like I'm not saying that I don't know the situation for either one of these girls but it just feels like there's no way that a girl could shoot me and then I get charged with my with my baby's death um and then there's no way that a girl could give birth to a child and bury it. Like, not call, the, not, not call 911, not any of that. Just bury it and go on with her life, and she doesn't have to do any jail time. Um, that just seems kind of weird to me. This shit always seems kind of weird to me. I don't really know how to, like, articulate that shit better than that. Um, but, yeah, so she's going to get to walk away free and all this other good stuff and unless you know she does something wrong and who who even knows what those things that she has to do wrong um you know like what are the what those terms are like as they could be just as lenient as this um I don't know man people suck and some everybody doesn't deserve to be parents and I said what I said all right cool so guys (sighs) rampage 50 cent listen First of all, I just want to commend him at the fucking range that his friends list has because, like, oh my god. So, I I kept seeing this week 50 Cent arguing with a Vanderpump Rules person. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I don't even really understand what that show is. Like, I know it's on Bravo. I don't really understand what it is. Like, I don't know who Vanderpump is or what their rules are. But, um, 50 Cent. Um, I guess. So, okay, let me start over. So, Lala Kent, right, of Vanderpump Rules is dating a guy named Randall Emmett. Um, he is a producer slash poker player, and apparently he borrowed $1 million from 50 Cent. Now, don't say, y'all, I thought we told y'all to stop borrowing money for 50 Cent. This happened about two years ago. So this is before we knew what a fucking Lone Shark 50 was, right? Okay, so over the past weekend, the fucking uh, feuds uh, kind of, like, spilled onto, like, the real world. Um, he threatened to crack this nigga's fucking head in front of everybody. Those are his words. <laughs> um, he says that you took my kindness for weakness. Now I'm going to show you what I've been trying not to. You dumb motherfucker. This is a text message that he sent. Oh, boy. And then um, he goes on to Instagram. Because everybody knows that's his fucking favorite thing. And, you know, he said money Monday is right around the corner. He gave this dude until this past Monday, um, which would have been the 16th, <laughs> to pay this $1 million. Um, so instead of the guy responding, um, Lala was responding. And, um, or no, pause. So the, start, the reason Lala got involved was because, during this fucking taunting that 50 was doing, he posted a video of, um, Lala talking about how she met Emmett. And I guess it has has something to do with 50 Cent. Like, I don't know if he, like, I don't know if he was there like, and she was just one, like, I don't know how I don't know how he has something to do with it directly, but he posted this, uh, old clip on Van, uh, Vanderpump Rules where she was explaining how she fucking, uh, got how she fucking got with this guy she said that you know we had so solo dinners uh or no not so um they she was saying that yeah they went out and he started getting her really expensive gifts and she said that the first night that they had sex the next day she got a Range Rover um and so 50 posted that and he was like 10 seconds left in the fourth quarter hoes are winning do you want a Range Rover yes bitch yes then just run out and suck a dick lol shaking my head Okay, so then Lala goes under and says, She swears she's a thug from Southside Jamaica, Queens, and she's up in here watching Bravo. Someone has forgotten where they came where they come from. Coming for me on the gram, I smell fish coming from 50's direction. Vanderpump Rules airs Mondays at nine eight central. <laughs> like <laughs> and then she definitely wrote at the end that she had the strap. So that was very interesting. Um because she she like, she called 50 she like, so I'm sure that's not the pronoun that he likes to be called. Um, so that was crazy. I was very shocked that she would say that. Um, she also put another, um, uh, another video out saying that, um, 50 cent was an, uh, a fucking, he was diminishing the validity of the me too movement by mocking her and all that stuff like that. um, It keeps going back and forth. Um, Emmett finally wrote back and said, I'm sorry, 40, and that he misspelled it, right? But he was saying that he, because of all of the stress and drama, like he was, it was too much for him and he was headed to the emergency room and um, 50 Cent was like, fuck you. (laughs) He said that the guy had paid him $250,000 at that point, but he definitely said after he said, fuck you, that he wants all of his money on Monday. Um, And he says, if you don't have it, you can put your Rolls Royce on the truck and send it to New York. This friendship is overrated. And then (laughs) he even mocked him saying that he was faking his heart condition. (laughs) And he said that unless you're, he said, you're not going to die before Monday. So go ahead and knock yourself out. (laughs) Anyway, he got his money on Monday is the point that I'm trying to make. guys? 50 Cent is such a fucking terrorist, like, and I low-key love it. Like, can you guys just please, if y'all too poor, just be too poor until you're not poor. Because, like, don't stop getting money from 50. And the thing is, is, like, even if you stop getting money from 50 and you try to go get money from other people, like, something tells me that you're going to, like, everybody who's loaning money out at this point can act like 50 Cent. Like, so I would just say the nano to that um (laughs) so guys that's it that is episode 55 It's reimagined like snowfall um I hope you guys enjoyed it it still came out a little bit longer for me to have like nothing to really talk about um I guess if I have to have a one-up for the week it'll probably just be do you boo like really just like do you boo Um, Because, like, man, a lot of people like, really, like, jacking and jocking people's style, and I'm just going to leave it at that. So, again, my one-up for the week is just do you, boo. Like, nobody does you like you. Like, and if you do you, then we could do us, and then everybody could, you know what I'm saying? Like, it'll be uh, less stressful and hectic is what I'm saying. So, (laughs) we're all creatives. Let's just start to use that creativity, okay? right y'all so um i would say see you guys next week but 50 uh, episode 56 is already out so go listen to that or come listen to this i don't i don't know I, i don't know okay all right i'll see you guys later bye